So guys, welcome to episode number 44 of the Lean Into Life podcast. And I am delighted to welcome on uh, Life and Executive Mindset Coach, uh, Stephanie Doherty. Um, Stephanie, we've had a back and forth for a while, kind of messaging, following each other. And the first time I've actually chatted, kind of for real, it's on Zoom, but uh, you know, <laughs> in real time, so to speak. Um, Stephanie's uh, from the kingdom originally. She's from Kerry, Kerry woman. Uh, <laughs> and she's now residing in Galway, which is somewhere I, I have a, a good, uh, a lot of love for. I lived there as well. My parents lived there, my sister and stuff. Um, and basically, Steph, Steph helps clients create their, I suppose, can-do attitude. And I said, I've been quoting from some of your posts here. Um, <laughs> give help and encouragement and support to people on their own sort of life journey. Um, uh, she um, focuses on mindset as well and personal development. Um, which we'll delve into over the coming uh, uh, hour or so. Um, also career coaching. So say people are stuck in a rut and, and um, they, they need some help kind of finding their purpose, so to speak. Um, and also people who maybe have goals that they want to achieve, but they are struggling to find a plan or find a way forward through the mist, so to speak. And uh, they need a bit of help and accountability. So that's where Steph comes in. So we're really excited about this conversation. As I said, I've been following uh, her since the beginning, and we're going to talk about your first ever post uh, <laughs> in a little bit and uh, how it's growing from there, which has grown massively and, um, and uh, um, you know, been on various podcasts over the last little while. And uh, it's great to see a um, fellow uh, life coach and actually speak, uh, speak with one. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Stephanie. To thank the you so much into life podcast <laughs> thank you so much that is some introduction <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me i'm very excited for the next hour and the conversations we're going to have and some of the topics we're going to dive into yeah excited so first question how are you uh how have you been over the last what is it now i've lost count and uh I know. 19 months or whatever it is i um, know yeah approaching nearly two years at this stage isn't it it's yeah um the new life kind of at the moment exactly so how did it affect you maybe touch on sort of where you are personally professionally did it give you you know and I think you maybe started your kind of pay I don't know if you started your business beforehand or yeah maybe you might just fill us in on on um it's probably the last nearly two years and how how it's all gone yeah um so I know I guess the last years for everyone has been different in some ways some people found it I guess that kind of slowing down that they they needed in their life some people struggled big time continued to struggle with it um for me personally I the last year kind of like that's when I really went hell for letter with my coaching so I had been coaching before this but like that kind of I had no Instagram page no socials no website no nothing um I was coaching through like that word of mouth people that knew me people knew I had been coaching and that's primarily what I was doing um, and then when COVID hit and the pandemic and this everything that's gone on for the last years it's when I first set up my Instagram account first created the website I'm in the process of creating a newer website and it's when I really connected with so many people like yourself all through online and I was sometimes so apprehensive about because like that putting yourself out there creating this Instagram page creating a website and really 
I guess stepping out of that comfort zone to to put yourself out there more to the public, people that don't know you, you don't know them, was was really daunting. Um, but the best thing I could have done, both for my business, but also personally, because the people I've come across and connected with that are so like minded are people that I I wouldn't have come across before, you know, and um, from all over Ireland, from different countries and the conversations I've had and what I have also learned and gained from meeting these people have, have just been incredible. So and that note, it has been it has definitely been a growth a year or two years at this stage of just growth and new friendships and everything. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't it? And, it, and the fact that you can reach, as you said, people from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it is it's like-minded people um I remember when I did my I did like um a, 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 a like initial sort of certificate kind of thing with the life coach and I'd kind of seen it didn't know too much about it this is going back maybe 2015 or 16 and I went for a weekend in Dublin I think it was it was like a kind of an introduction to it and then you could do the HTIP and stuff down the line or whatever mm-hmm. and I left there going what just happened there my, my mind was blown like t- to be in a room for a weekend with people the energy in the room and just the, the conversations I was like buzzing going home on the train and I was like this is something you know I'd heard about it but um you know I, I kind of hadn't really gone into the world of self-development I was probably just about to and then I was like this is this is something that I need to <laughs> need to look at further because I felt so good and just just the positive energy in the room of people who are all there all you know w- wanting to help people you know mm-hmm. and wanting to you know help others um you know reach their own potential and I found that you know amazing and then obviously then I went on to it so how did how did you come across it how did you get into the whole thing you know Steph um it's it's there's a story behind it I would I, like I would say I like that um I would say that I stumbled upon coaching um and I would actually kind of say in a way coaching found me rather than wow. me finding it um so before I ever studied coaching as you know I have a background in teaching and coaching already so fitness coaching personal training like yourself sport and fitness is a huge part of my world and my life so I've always had that background in coaching in teaching in supporting and encouraging people but I just knew I always had this this it's hard to explain but this feeling or this knowing that this is fantastic but this isn't it this isn't your your thing or what you're meant to be doing yet you know and I always always had that feeling and I guess I was I wasn't looking for it but I just knew that this wasn't going to be what I was doing forever that there was something more um and it was through working in person training in fitness coaching and that from there on I went to study life coaching and mindset coaching so at the time I was working and I was completely run down I was so tired, as you know yourself, working in hotel gyms and working and studying on the side, etc. It's it can be tough going. So I was just really run down at the time, constantly tired, constantly sick. And I had gone to the doctor, got blood done, everything was fine. And um, I was just kept being told that I was just drained. 
So I went to a holistic therapist. It's such an interesting story, (laughs) but I went to a holistic therapist just to try something different, did a couple of allergen tests, et cetera. Um, But when I came out of, during that, I was having the conversations I was having with this person were just, I can't put into words, were just unbelievable. The, The chats I was having, conversations like I've never had before, and I remember coming out thinking, oh, my God, what like that, like that to yourself, what just happened? It was like something, something clicked. And so I went home, looked up this person because I said I had looked them up previously, but as a holistic therapist and looked up and started reading more into them. And it turns out that they were a life coach. So from then on in, I went for coaching and it was through doing that and connecting with that. It was I just knew that this was this was it. This was my thing. I just, it was like two pieces of the puzzle fit together or it was just something different than I'd ever experienced. I'm so powerful. So I went on and I studied, studied coaching. And at the time when I was studying coaching, I was working part-time in a job while I was studying just so I could balance them both. And while I was working, there was one person that I would know from work that they would just say, hello, how are you? But one day out of nowhere, they go, they asked, they go, can I ask you a question? I said, of course. And they're like, any chance you have a background in coaching or teaching? And this is only previously from chatting. Hi, how are you? How's your day? Etc. And I, I'm a talker, but I was gobsmacked, speechless. I couldn't even reply. (laughs) And I remember I just the goosebumps and I just said, sorry, what? And she asked me again and I said, yeah I actually have a background in teaching you couldn't write this a background in coaching and I'm currently studying life coaching and I just said how do you know this straight away I thought this lady's a psychic there's something um and it turns out that she said that like that there's just something about your personality and how you come across that I can tell by you and it turned out that she is also a life and executive coach and so it was I just remember getting goosebumps so it's kind of like I stumbled upon it and I was meant to find it without directly looking for it and the best thing best thing I've ever done that's a beautiful story it's mad it's mad yeah from one coach to another like you know and it's funny you say that because over the years I've been in nearly 20 years in the game I'll show my age now but um (laughs) I uh in the fitness game and I probably heard it on numerous occasions. People kept saying, you have a way about you and you have something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> As in like, I'm not like a ro- like roaring at people and like I would never raise my voice, I'd say it ever. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was always good at getting people, you know, I cared about people in general. That's just who I am. I just care about, you know, people. And, I you know, I'm still in it because I remember even you know seeing someone come in and I've had people come in the gym too scared they wouldn't even sit down like they wouldn't even you know they, they're just petrified and like to go from there then you see them a few months down the line and their personality's coming out they're you know reaching some of their goals and physically but mentally they're buzzing and that's what keeps that's that's all the you know that's all the feedback I need to 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 give me that extra buzz and they just say oh you just, there's just something you have something about you and I never really explored it I was like okay thanks you know that's just no just just who I am it's a compliment <laughs> yeah and then I think now from then I went up to that weekend and I was like you know maybe this is my purpose you know maybe this is what mm-hmm. I was meant to do 
and then from then on it's just seemed to have you know um just kind of snowboard and the gym opened and various opportunities started to arise and and, and um, we'll talk a little bit about that later on as well about kind of just you know putting it out there you know that that you know with service you know creating giving a service to to people but also just caring and genuine that genuine kind of um caring for people and 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 their and their journey and uh, you know helping them reach their potential and then you you obviously buzz off that and you you know and there's been a few i'm sure you have in clients and these these moments where you get goosebumps you're talking to someone and they have an aha moment and they're like oh, and then you're like yeah. oh my god um, <laughs> I had a guy actually and the podcast just before your it hasn't been put out yet and on Monday and it's really really powerful com- uh, conversation he was a life coaching client a few years ago and just to see the changes he's made and um, you know I was getting goosebumps just talking to him and you know he was you know uh, you, when you listen to it, you know what I mean but it's just it's just uh, you know and that's just confirms that I'm doing what I should be doing if you know what I mean yeah um, but um, I think we just before we started I talked about Thomas McCormack who's the authenticity coach you might think he's in Galway um mayo man as well on the mayor <laughs> yeah let's put that one in there <laughs> yeah it has to be done we keep on uh, one day we get sam maybe one day um, <laughs> but anyways um he like that he was on he's a really powerful story on my podcast uh he was sat on a bus and he was thinking he was doing events management or something he was on his commute and he was sitting there with maybe another 20 people and looking out the window and looking around and everyone was sullen face. And he, he just said to himself, is this it? Like, is this, mm-hmm. is this what life is? Is this all it's going to be? Yeah. And that was his moment where he was like, you know, I need to, and then he came across life coaching and stuff. So. Um, it's really powerful. And like that, it's, I think in a lot of cases, we, we realize that we don't have to, settle or we don't have to do something that it's not fully aligning with you and I think until you find that you know, like that I just knew I had that feeling that there was there was something I just didn't know what it was yeah. but I think if you have that feeling you will find that and you will you will come across it or it'll come across you it's, if it you know it's meant yeah exactly mm-hmm. and uh, for people just to who are listening maybe not know what life coaching is compared to say other coaching or psychotherapy and stuff what, what would yeah. you kind of um sum it up as um in your eyes what what life coaching is and what would it what you what you do to, you know what how you help people and so on um, and what, what you know as I suppose a little bit of a definition of, of what it is of what it is and this is this is a question that so many people have yeah and you'll know yourself as a coach and you could yeah and you would get this kind of this question so often even when I was starting even some friends and family would still say okay but can you explain it to me again (laughs) (laughs) um and when I I do bring a lot of things like back to that that fitness and sport because that was my background and it's something that using personal trainer using fitness instructor straight away you don't question it you know exactly what it is so with coaching it is like that that person trainer that fitness instructor that accountability partner encouraging partner but for everyday life you know for your own life for career relationships friendships things that you may be going through um getting to know yourself it's these things that happen in a daily life that that we don't necessarily or we don't don't think we have this one person that we can turn to to help sort through it and encourage us and support us through it when you do you know that is 
life coaching and mindset coaching. And it's about the one thing that really appealed to me when it came to coaching is it's the here and now and looking forward and it's forward focused. Yeah, and it's like building that that bridge and that gap between where you are now and where you want to be and everything that's showing up in between, you know, mm-hmm. everything from beliefs you have, insecurities, um, views you have in friendships, relationships, career, life, etc. And it's it's working through that. And a lot of times we think that these are things we have to go through ourselves or figure out ourselves, or we just push aside altogether. We don't even look at them. You know, we take them as this is the way it is and no more. So coaching, I guess, is that is that coach and that encouragement and supporting partner for for everyday life, you know, and no matter what it is that you're going through, that you can turn and say, well, okay, this is where I'm at, but this is where I want to be and needing or wanting that that support through that. You know, there's a lot to it. So it's hard to it's very hard to sum up, as you know yourself. (laughs) Um, But no, that would be something that I really well there. And I loved and that's what people think. I think it's sort of psychotherapy or counseling, but, um, you know, that's sometimes looking backwards, looking at the past, whereas like yes. I said, they're forward focused. And I remember doing the course and they used the car analogy that you probably heard that one where, yeah. you know, say you've got the car and like the psychotherapist, the counselor, they're looking at the engine and how it works and stuff. And the life coach comes along and says, look, it's time to get in the car and drive the car. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean? yes. That is so, yes. I, I love that. It's like drive the car. Drive yeah. It. Yeah. And like still to this to this day, a lot of a lot of people will think of coaching and straight away they will think of therapy or counseling and and they'll want to know that difference. But there is a huge difference. Ultimately, we all have, you know, that end goal of supporting and wanting to help someone as best we can. But coaching is that action. Like you said, get in the car, do something about it. You know, once everything is working well, get in the car and do something about it. It's powerful. It is, yeah, and it's kind of people are nearly thinking you're there to tell them what to do, but it's completely the opposite. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to unearth it from you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the way I, you know, you question and, and how, how powerful listening is, and it's a massive skill that people struggle with, is actually listening to somebody and letting them, and all of a sudden, you know, the way you're questioning them, and then it will come to them. Mm-hmm. And and I found it really, I think it was in one of the slides, it was like, everyone knows uh, I think I've written it down here somewhere. That's uh, quite, quite a good one. I don't know if I've written it down somewhere. As I say, everybody knows what they need to know and when they need to know it. It's just they, as in the client, don't doesn't know this. So it's like we all know it's there. It's just in front of us, but it's clouded by fear and and you know, and just yeah, I can't do it and and I can't see it really. It's like you know, it's all jumbled up. Whereas the coach then is coming in to maybe clear that bit of fog. And I think that's 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 powerful, as you said and. You've yeah, probably had moments in, in sessions where you're like, do you know, these they 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 you know they've unearthed something. And you're like, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, and that's it because it's there. Like you said, it's already there and it's already in them. It's just mm. about like that sorting through and working through everything that's that's clouding. But it is, and it's when you see clients and you see those moments, those aha moments. Mm. It's just it makes it all. It just is the reason we do it, I yeah. guess. You know? I got a lovely email a couple of weeks ago and it's from a guy I'd worked with maybe a couple of years ago. We had a few sessions and again, I did this thing where we, when exercise, we close, you know, close your eyes and just connect to his heart and just kind of, a, you know, open, it was an open, close your eyes exercise. And then I said, write down on a piece of paper when, cause he had loads of different things you kind of wanted to do. And then I said, just, just see what happens, see what I know, see what comes to the, and write it down. 
<clears throat> the first thing that came to him was like he's really into animation and he loves doing sort of stats you know like football stats and like kind of so anyways we kind of and it was he was buzzing leaving and I was buzzing and I got this email a couple of weeks ago and he goes oh here's a link to my YouTube channel um, and he's now been shared by kind of a big kind of plays in that game so it's like animation with sort of you know teams or formations of like say Liverpool or whatever and stats and and he was Fantastic. buzzing like, and he was like I just want to thank you you know from this where where it began so I was like oh, buzzing like you know, so. that, yeah that's fantastic and it is it's those stories and those moments and that when that happens for them that they like that when you know you got an email just to say thank you you know this is how it started it's so powerful I think it's more powerful than a lot of people realize until you're actually in it until you're actually experiencing coaching yeah for sure so I'm going to take you back um Steph to it's okay (laughs) the 26th of July 2020 I feel like I need to take out my phone (laughs) that ring a bell it goes back to your first ever post really um, yeah so I'm just quoting here and you mm-hmm. well slightly paraphrasing but basically you it was your I think one of your either the first post or one of them and you were like I've been putting off creating this Instagram um page for some time but today I want to practice what I preach <coughs> um for one one question I suppose uh what you know what was stopping you what was putting you off creating that page and how did you feel once you kind of got that out, um, that first one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um, so I guess it comes back to when I have something in my head that I want to do and like that, that I know with coaching is meant for me or no matter what it is, it's if it's traveling, if it's moving. And um, if I have something in my head, my heart that I want to do, I will do it. And I know I will do it. But it wouldn't come without its, you know, its fears and insecurities, beliefs all in the past that I obviously have worked through myself with coaching. And then when it came to putting up out the Instagram page, it was it was something, I guess, different for me, because when it comes to coaching, I I love coaching. I've always done coaching and, and it's personal and it's for people. I've done coaching with people who have wanted to do coaching, who already knew what it was about. So setting up an Instagram page, it's that public and you're putting yourself out there and what you do and what you believe for everyone to see. And I guess it was those, still those old kind of fears in a way. We all have fears, you know, even though I'm a coach and I get coaching, you'd still have fears. And it was about putting it out there. And but like I had said, practice what I preach. And that is something that. I can safely say I always do. And there's a video. I don't know if you if you'll see as well in one of my first videos I put out there. I had my phone and my hand was shaking, <laughs> taking the video. And I was like, oh my God. But it's just, I know that coaching, I'm so passionate about coaching. I I just light up and it's just, it's I've never been more true to myself than I am when I came across coaching. So I know I wanted to share this, but it was just that that this whole world of everything is online now social media that's how you put yourself out there and it was it's just different I hadn't done it before um like I had my own Instagram page but nothing like this and when you when you are putting yourself out there and you're doing something new there will always come with some bit of fear but it's about reminding yourself that why are you doing that you know and what are your reasons behind it and it's to educate people on coaching to know that they people can reach out and get this help or support in all aspects of life 
so that's where I started with and yeah it's it's gone from there <laughs> no idea I was the same that first one is um but as you said it's kind of you know you know this is what you're supposed to do but it's kind of putting yourself out there I suppose I know people you know people I find and the reason I've had people kind of stay wherever I, I was always good at keeping people as in re, <clears throat> like retention wherever I worked I grew businesses for other people and then I thought what can I do for myself but I, I always had a knack of just creating an environment where people want to stay do you know mm-hmm. and it's fun you know they, they obviously reach their own their goals but like they become friends with people and it's just you know a, a good atmosphere people they don't just sort of like the Europe, for example, I worked in the Europe. People don't know it's a five-star hotel. It sells itself in regards to people who want to join that. It's probably the best facilities in the country. Beautiful, like outdoor pool, mountains, lakes. You, you it's know, incredible. Yeah. Um, however, you know, it's it's fine. People kind of joining, but it's the retention. How do you keep people? Um, and it's creating that environment and people connect. And I found people over the years who've stayed with me and been having members for the last four years since I opened they connect to the person that's what I was kind of trying to say so they connect to you um they connect to your energy and like your videos are amazing and, and your posts so people connect to so that's I, I get what you're saying you want to kind of obviously do your videos and people connect to the person because it's hard when you're online because you don't really see mm-hmm. them maybe face to face so it's important to kind of get out there but that's the hard bit initially is to kind of putting yourself out there is that is that kind of was was what you were kind of struggling yeah with? Yeah, it's it's basically it's I guess allowing yourself to be in that vulnerable space because you're really how often well I don't know nowadays a lot of people do but I don't go around often with the phone up taking videos of myself about life <laughs> and when it comes to this and putting yourself out there and exactly it's posts are fantastic but you also want to show and get yourself across because it's it's exactly what you said we connect with people and we we connect based on them and their their own stories and their own passion behind it and it comes it's very it's very easy to some, see someone's passion behind it and drive behind it and how much they care when you can actually see them you know yeah and when you get to know them a little bit so this space allows that to happen mm. yeah no you can see and once like you you know you can even feel it through through zoom your passion for coaching and, and passion for helping people and you can see that and that's what translates to people and people, you know, are going to, you know, they're going to want to connect with you and want to work with you and so on. Um, you. So, you know, that that's great. They, you know, even we're online, but you can feel that energy through somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can feel that through you. So it's great to see. Um, why do you think, uh, Steph, that fear like literally sort of stops people in their tracks? They can't get over that that fear. Um, I know it can be down to pre-programmed kind of tapes and things, but like, mm-hmm. You know, some people like yourself, you 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 had that fear, and like I did, we had a conversation for a couple of years about starting my own business. But but I eventually I, I did, and I said, no, this is what my purpose is. Why do you think people don't get even to that point? They'll just carry on, and they'll kind of go through the motions. And that's one of the, the hardest things I find in life is seeing is just settling and kind of just plodding along, and you know, maybe not to, maybe working something you're not really passionate about. But look, you just this is what you're just supposed to do, and blah blah blah. So you know just maybe to kind of um kind of sort of talk about that a little bit maybe why people get sort of just shut down by this fear and it's it's so it's so interesting but it's also it's so so powerful and like that exactly what you said it's 
a lot of the time we don't realize or people don't realize that they are actually stopping themselves based on fear you know if it comes to a job they're not really happy with it or they're feeling unsatisfied unfulfilled unsettled it's oftentimes they'll stick with it and oh well this is the way it is but it doesn't have to be like that so obviously years and years ago fear was there and still is it's meant to be there to protect us you know it's that fight or flight it's there to protect us to warn us off if there's something dangerous keep us safe but nowadays in our society I feel like we fear a lot of things a lot of things and it's understanding is this fear actually dangerous is an actual risk for us or is it a situational fear that we are we feel it the same way but we're not necessarily in danger there is not this huge huge risk behind it there will be risks but it's about differentiating the difference between them and I think when it comes to fear it's a lot of people I think don't move through it because we're not allowing ourselves to pause and sit with it and understand it you know so I think if there's fear there fear it's the way we look at it we think of fear we automatically think negative we automatically think nope don't want to feel that goodbye i'll push that aside when it comes to fear it's i think if there's a fear we have to change the way we look at it and instead of looking at it as no i want to avoid this it's about fear is there to be worked through i i always say that i still say that we all have fears i still have some fears you'll have fears and it's when that pops up it's about working through it it's about understanding where is this fear coming from so it's either going to be a driving force if you allow it to be, or it could be a roadblock and completely stop you. But it's about understanding where is it coming from, what is behind it, and knowing that you can work through it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be if fear is easy to work through, we would have no fears, you know. But another thing is that fear is so normal. And it's just in our society nowadays, we fear instead of fearing actual dangerous, risky situations, we fear judgments, criticisms, um, lack of security and safety, uh, fear of failure, rejection. And we avoid situations that may be uncertain instead of working through them or working through the beliefs behind this fear. So it's when we allow ourselves to understand it and say, okay, these are the fears that are popping up, but I I don't want to allow them to stop me anymore. So it's about peeling them back, looking at them, challenging them, everything we do in coaching, but getting to know these fears and realizing, okay, they're there to be worked through, but they, they're not there to stop us. And we can work through them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I love that. And as I said, there's, you know, there's there's, there's no saber-toothed tiger chasing us. So it's, uh, it's yeah. one of those, but it, it, as you said, fears in everyday life. And even you see... Um, you know, I have a 14 year old um, niece and kind of growing up into that sort of pressures on on social media and then yeah. having to do this and do that. Um, you know, there's always going to be fears. But as you said, like sometimes people believe that like they're a product of their environment and this is what they're supposed to do and like just work and, and work. And mm-hmm. maybe those passions and dreams, you know, that's something you could have had. Maybe you were younger as a hobby, but it, I couldn't really make a living from it. You know, so it's people nearly sort of stop themselves doing stuff based on how they think they're going to feel when that fails you know so (laughs) they're nearly so this premonition and this mind reading of this it's not going to work out so I might as well just stay where I am do you know what I mean whereas that's it and knocking knocking the odds of it before before you even get started and by doing that you're not you're not trusting yourself or backing yourself 
hundred percent if you're already fearing this failure, you know. And if a failure is to come up, we're all going to fail, and that's another lesson. But it's kind of it looks at it. What would, what's the impact if you, if you do work through these fears, and if you do allow yourself to, if you are willing to give yourself, I guess, what it is you want, what it is you deserve, and working through these fears, on the way. It's yeah. what is the impact of doing that, and the benefits, and what's the impact of not doing it and staying where you are. And it comes down to what you want and why you want it and allowing yourself to the permission to give yourself that, you know? Like, are you happy where you are? And if you're not, okay, let's let's work through that. You know? Yeah, okay. that permission to change as well. We often don't give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to change. We don't allow ourselves to think that we can do this when we can change at any time and we're, it's completely up to us if we want to change careers, if we want to do something different, no matter what it is, we are allowed to change. And I think as adults, we forget that. Yeah, and I think I've got a question on that later on, that power of choice and how, you know, that's, I find that fact, I find that such an amazing thing that literally in a couple of minutes, a second, you could have an idea or you could have a, I mean, you could make a decision that can literally change your life, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, you see people, you know, you know, we're humans and that's what differentiates us between animals. You know, geese fly south for the winter. That's just what they do. They, they don't fly west or east, you know, and that's, they don't they don't choose there's maybe better east or west but they that's just their program to do that whereas we yeah. have a, a choice and i think you know judith edgar i'm sure you found as well you know the kind of um the book on kind of choice and, and how we how powerful that is but it's funny you mentioned i think you mentioned how i do actually have written it down underneath <laughs> it was a it was a post that you put up and it was be brave enough to bet on yourself yeah but that was lovely and yeah you know, it, you know we're capable of so much but we just don't realize it and that's where the coach comes in you know to to help that yeah absolutely and I think it's it's it is that it's that backing and betting on yourself but it's we don't just do that overnight you know and you know this as well um any coach will know this especially because we will also have been coached ourselves so we'll have gone through all of this but it's that being brave to back and to bet on yourself, it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to sit here today and say, Jesus, I'd never do that. Wake up in the morning. Right, I can do that. You know, it, there's going to be things behind it. And that's that's totally okay. And we all have to do that and work through it. But it's, it is, it's backing yourself and showing yourself that own appreciation and respect and giving yourself what it is you want. You know, not making excuses. I can't do that. I could never do that. Not believing in yourself. It's, allowing yourself to and it's it's harder to do that we're not used to doing that so that's why that that being brave part comes in you know it's more difficult it's easier basically to sit and settle and to stay in this as hard as it is than it is to say oh well what if I stepped out of my comfort zone what if I allowed myself to just take the steps towards what I want to do it's it's that uncertainty and that we we kind of panic so it's that brave you know to to back yourself yeah and as i said it's very easy to be average so to speak and you know we're programmed as i said and you know this in regards to neuroscience you know the, it doesn't want it, the brain doesn't want us to take risks it wants us to stay safe mm-hmm. it wants to stay in your little bubble stay in your safety zone stay on the edge of, don't you know never jump off the, you know it's it you know and and it does as you said it takes time to and i i was in the europe having a conversation myself for two <laughs> two years i'd say i was like one day I'll be really positive. I said, Mike, you can do this. You can do this. And then <laughs> the next day I'll be like, what are you talking about? You're not from the town. How are you going to afford it? Blah, 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 blah. 
and then you talk yourself out of it. So it, it took, it was a process. And I said, some coaching and some mentors that I had were like, you know, you're, you're more than capable. Mm-hmm. You've grown businesses for other people really well. So why, you know, there's no reason why you can't do it for yourself. And I think it was just getting, you know, uh, confidence with it that way. And it was through a process. And, and as I said, it's not going to happen overnight, but it, it can happen and it can lead to these, you know, amazing things. And I never thought I'd be doing, if you asked me even, I don't know, three or four years ago, if I'd be doing sort of, I sold out a few workshops in the plaza there in Kalani and, you know, on first solo gig and I was freaking out. Obviously I was like, oh no, sold out. I'm going to have to, it has to be good now. <laughs> <laughs> you could have seen me the night before, Steph. Oh my God, I was, I was doing, I had 30 odd packs. I was doing all these packs for them with quotes in and I was there till midnight and I'd be quite an introvert. And I heard this on a podcast once, a lot of speakers are kind of introverts really. But afterwards I crashed, like I was like, oh, and I was just wrecked <laughs> because I was just, you know, I wanted to go well. And, you know, so and I yeah. remember doing, I remember with a psychotherapist friend of mine, Sheila, we did, um, she'd been on the podcast a couple of times. We did these workshops together on stress management and we we wouldn't be public speakers, the two of us. And we were like stressed <laughs> to the max. And we actually told the group on the first night and said, look, we're going to be talking about stress management tonight. And we were very stressed today and, you know, hoping it was going to be good. And then the PowerPoint wasn't working and blah, blah. But I said, you need a bit of stress to do anything or else you wouldn't do anything but it's how you manage your stress and what tools you have in your toolbox to to manage it and then kind of move forward mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it's uh you know it's a process but um you know that's where you know you, you have good people around you and coaches that can kind of talk you through it and like that it does it does take time and same for me if you if you had asked me a couple of years ago that I would have found that one thing that I knew I wanted I knew I was meant to do something. If you said to me a few years ago that you would find that and you'd be here and you'd be a guest on a podcast, et cetera, et cetera, I would no more believe you. <laughs> and but that's the thing. It's also shown that even as coaches, we go through this as well. There's no one who's not going to go through these thoughts or don't have these thoughts. It's totally natural and normal. But it's about are you willing to step up and show up for yourself and say, well, OK, I'm going to like that. I'm going to back myself you know and have these conversations with yourself just get curious about what it is you can do or what it is you could do i love that that kind of get curious i think yeah. it's really really powerful like curiosity like do you know what mm-hmm. you know, what, what can i do what, what could i be capable of doing and as i said like this is podcast number 44 i never thought i'd have a podcast in my life and uh, yeah, i remember it's funny i bought the i think it was 2019 maybe anyways i bought these two road mics or whatever and um they're in the box for about six months. <laughs> and I was talking to my technical guy. I said, yeah, we get a little like intro music and then, you know, and all this type of stuff. And he was like, Michael, just put it out there. Just start. Just like, it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was kind of like I was putting it off because I wanted all the bells and whistles, but it's not about that. It's about your message. It's about yeah. what you're putting out there to people. And he said, look, the stuff is really good. He said, just, just start, just literally record it. And away you go. And I, and I did. And then kind of 44 down the line, I had some great guests on, including yourself. Um, so it's, it's like, it's amazing what things can happen once you just maybe just push yourself outside that, that comfort zone a little bit. Yeah um there's a question that you may have asked a client as well and I found it really powerful I just wanted to ask you about it I asked the kind of client who are you yeah have you used that before <laughs> it's such a powerful question yeah and it seems so easy when you hear it first who are you uh well I'm Stephanie blah 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 but if you know and you know when you you've answered this question yourself and when you've asked other clients that it is so powerful 
Yeah, and I had, a, I had a client who was like, she was stuck in her tracks and she like, she, she'd just come out of a, a long-term relationship, I think, and I, beknownst to me, I didn't really know. And she said if, she was kind of coming out of it, but she said, if you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have known who I was. And that was quite sad, like, but she knew, like a lot of people define what they, who they are, but what they do, do you know, like you're, I'm a nurse or I'm a teacher or yeah. whatever. But um, no, when you actually say no, forget about the occupation, who are you? And they're like, I don't know, because people don't really sit with themselves like that. They're, they're nearly yeah. afraid. They, we live in a world of distraction, as you know. So people are, and that's where probably people in the lockdown maybe found it hard because they couldn't go to coffee shops. They couldn't, you know, do all these things. So they had to sit with themselves. And sometimes when you're sat alone with your thoughts, people don't like that because, you know, they, you know, struggle with it. But um, have, have you used that, you know, with that people before and, and clients? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I, I found at times, and even when I first answered this question, you can actually get quite frustrated with the question because it's like, who am I? Where are you used to? Since we were kids, primary school, you write down, you know, who you are based on external factors, you know, your mm. job, people you have around you, et cetera, et cetera. And what you look like is another thing that you're thought of, you know, you're taught even from a young age, you know, what color eyes have you, what color hair have you, et cetera, et cetera. And when you first do this, and when I do, when my clients, I say, take all these external factors out of it, you know, I don't want to see your career in there. I don't want to see this, that, and the other, what you've achieved, everything. Of course, this is all huge and it is such a big part of who you are. But when you pull that aside, who are you? And it's it's such a powerful question. And it's one that like that we at the start, we're not sure what to say or we're not sure what to write or talk about, I guess, when we're asked this. And we're kind of stopped in our tracks. And when you realize that, when you're asked a question, who are you and you struggle to answer that it's telling you you need to sit with that more and I think a lot of people will say geez I don't know who I am when you take away these things mm. and one thing I found myself from with coaching is when when I brought down that to who I am and answered it for myself I am the person that deep down I know I've always been and years ago would have been but that it got lost along the way through all these different things that showed up. Like we were talking about earlier, this fog that's around us. But I think at the core of it, you're still the person who you know you are or who you thought you were a couple of years ago. A lot of people say that they feel lost. They're not the person they are anymore, but it's this fog. And of course we can change, but it's also, I also think the person that you want to be is the person that you really are deep down when you sit with it, yeah. you know? It's just this fog is in the way, but it's such an incredibly powerful question. And anyone that's listening, I would say definitely do it. Who are you when you take away your your occupation, when you take away your studies, when you take away all these external factors? Who are you and what what are you about, basically? Yeah, when you take everything else away, take off the armor. Like, what's you know, mm-hmm. what are you made of? Um, you know, and it's uh, it's a serious question. Um, and I said it's it's. It's one that you know <laughs> does stop people in their tracks, um, yeah. And uh, it, it can unlock a lot of things. And it's it's um, you know maybe they kind of realize oh you know I I could be maybe doing a bit more than than, than I am doing, um, yeah. And then you can start to work on work on that. So so good one. But I was just putting up on my phone here. I actually screenshotted it. It was uh it was about making decisions. Um, is it Paolo Coelho? yeah i can't pronounce it quail yeah i just want to read it for the listeners here so it's about making decisions so making a decision is only the beginning of things 
When someone makes a decision, he is really diving into a strong current that will carry him to places he'd never dreamed of when he first made the decision. So we touched on it earlier, but it just shows like just taking action of making a decision can literally, as I said, you, you can get that flow, that flow going. Um, just, yeah. just maybe just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's that. I think it comes down to a lot of times we don't realize uh, what we're capable or, of or what our potential is. We often set our potential ourselves and or we have this idea of what our potential is. And my question would always be, who set that potential for you? Who's limiting it, et cetera? Mm. And it's when it comes down to that decision making, the smallest, smallest decision could have the biggest impact on your whole entire life. You know, even for me with the coaching, that small decision so even, well, I, I was coaching a lot, all along, but that small decision to even start that Instagram page has not only changed my professional, but my personal life, you know, and even outside of that decisions you make on a daily basis, you may think that they're small or you may think by having this conversation with this person this day is just a conversation. Conversations lead to massive things, small actions and small decisions, may, may, you know, they lead to incredible long lasting just opportunities everything and I don't think we realize that um but it's so true by making it's about action and you have to be willing to take that decision or take that action and make that step and once you do I fully do believe things align for you Mm. once you're being true to yourself yeah no 100% and um, there's those micro things micro pieces and I heard that quote once you know mad about the quotes me you know like (laughs) move move a mountain you know start by taking away small stones but um i remember i went to a workshop years ago i think it was in chile i think it was the same conference i saw jerry first actually uh, pat pat dibley was there oh yes yes man yes um good old pat and his story really inspired me about when he started on the beach and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i was chatting to him after the night she sent him a message and you know and sometimes you know he obviously was quite big obviously bigger now but he was a fairly big profile in the fitness sort of you know and then he kind of it was similar pattern like he started in the gym and now he's gone into wellness it's kind of a I'm kind of behind him, obviously, but uh, um, I'm kind of following on that path. But I sent him a message and I was like, have you got any advice? And, you know, you're not sure if they actually respond and blah, blah, blah. But he came back and he said something that stood with me to this day. And he said, um, he said, even if it's one thing or three things, if you do one thing, say, every day for the next year, one thing that's going to move you forward, it could be as simple as researching a course or it could be watching a TED talk or it could be reading this book or you do one thing if you did three things you're like great but even if you did one thing for the next year 365 steps you would have made forward and you would probably would have surpassed your goals and you're on to the next one but it was it kind of just simplified things and people tend to kind of overcomplicate things it's like mm-hmm. even just as much as putting your trainers by the by the bed and um you know going for a walk or not thinking about oh, i'm gonna i'll do a few press-ups on monday you know get down on the floor and do a few you know Little actions, as you said, lead to big things. And I think people sometimes think, oh, you know, and even like people know, I'm going to wait till January to start the gym. You know, it's never a good time to start (laughs) in January. Like I've had people now start the last three or four weeks and are buzzing because they've already created that habit and they're going to sustain it when they're off and, you know, getting out for their walks and stuff. So um, I just thought that was a great bit of advice from Pat. And it was lovely just to, you know, to have that and for him to kind of come back to me and say, look, start small you know it's going to yeah. lead to those one thing a day is going to lead to something big and, and it has so it's great yeah yeah 
Absolutely. And that's, that is, it's the starting small and staying consistent because we often jump 10 steps ahead or a mm. hundred steps ahead. And we, we create this idea that it's, it has to be difficult in a way or that it's more difficult than, than it actually is yeah. that when you break it down to these small manageable steps that you take consistently, big things come from that. And, and these are things that are going to be long lasting as well, because you're not jumping from zero to a hundred. You're not, going full blast full steam ahead without learning in between and by taking those small steps and doing it consistently every day doing it sticking to them you're also learning a lot as well in the meantime and you're allowing yourself to learn Mm, that's massive that journey you learn so much as you progress through and like you know i went on one path and then ended up on this sort of you know it was actually my friend chile who said Oh, would you go into and do a few talks with me? I was actually training her for a, a 10K, I think, or something. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. She goes, I think you'd be really good. And uh, it was like, uh, and the fact there was two of us that at the start was okay, because like we we kind of, you know, she could do her thing. She was talking about the psychology of the mind and, and various things. And I was talking about like coping mechanisms, you know, stress and like anxiety, like sleeping and exercise and nutrition and blah, blah, blah. And we kind of worked. And it kind of gave me an intro to speaking, but I could have a little bit of a breather while she did her thing. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I eventually, she said, oh, I'm too busy. I can't, but like, you should do something on your own. And I got asked to do a night class in the local community college. And that's where Release Your Inner Brilliance came, the title, which I then used for a few workshops. And that was my first solo gig. And I came up with this sort of 12 or nine week program. And then I did the workshops and then it just escalated from there. But like, I thought not a hope like of doing stuff like that. But it's amazing when you take that first step. Mm-hmm. ease on to other things and give you that bit of confidence to okay I can um and just talking on confidence um that was the next question actually Steph if you were to give some tips for people a few tips um <laughs> people struggle with confidence we all have um yeah what would you say to people who may be lacking in confidence um to do things or try things what would you say just to give them a little bit of a nudge or help to to build that confidence um the first thing that I would definitely say, and I know we hear this, um, but it's about really sitting with it and believing it, is when we are lacking confidence in some area, we we think we're, we're the only ones that are lacking. And the way we feel and that pressure and expectation we put on ourselves make us feel makes us feel like we can't do something. Or, for example, if it's that confidence of going to the gym or that confidence of no confidence of public speaking. We feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders and we're the only people that feel this right now. And we start to compare. Confidence and comparison going hand in hand a lot of the time. And this is something that I would have definitely struggled with myself personally, is that confidence, that doubt, um, constant self-doubt, constant can't do this, you're not capable of this, et cetera, et cetera. But it's when you kind of sit with it, you look at what is exactly that you're you get specific where what area are you not feeling confident in this if someone comes to me and goes I'm not confident I won't take that as an answer I want to peel back where exactly are you not confident and where is it come about and how do you know this etc etc but then it's about getting very specific and like that challenging it so if you say for example you're not confident enough to go to gym or start this or you don't think you're capable of doing something challenge it how do you know this show me times when you have done this before and I or that you have for example if it's fitness class that you have partaken in some kind of exercise that you you are capable of doing it and reminding yourself of this 
Um, it came even myself when I first put up that Instagram video and I was shaking before I did that I had to remind myself and it's it's funny how things line up it's similar like what you said about public speaking there when I went to college I studied teaching and teaching I remember was full of presentations full of standing at the top of the lecture hall talking to everyone and my sheet of paper would be going like this it would just be trembling in my hands and I remember coming home being like I absolutely can't do this anymore and the confidence I would be red with nerves and it's funny how looking back then I was like when will I ever need this yes you'll stand up in front of the classroom but it's different and it's years later over 10 years later you're looking back and you're like this is has prepared me for what I'm doing now but it's it, when it came to that video and I felt that lack of confidence I reminded myself well, wait a second when you're talking to a camera you are capable of talking to a camera you know there's nothing actually physically stopping you here and then it's about challenging when have I done this before you know how did it work out for you or you're capable of doing this that, and the other so it's reminding yourself getting clear basically on what it is you're the area you're not feeling confident in I'm challenging yourself and reminding yourself of things that you have done that have shown confidence. And a lot of time we won't think, well, that's that doesn't require confidence. But for a lot of people, what you do could require confidence. You know, so it's reminding yourself of that and just remind yourself, I guess, of your reason and why behind something. So a lot of times that confidence will stop us no matter what it is, if it's going to gym class, if it's going on a date, if it's starting a new group or going with whatever it is you know group class and you're going on a hike or putting yourself out there on Instagram whatever it is it's that confidence is there but there's a want behind it so yeah there's a fear there's a confidence has a fear then you have a fear of something so it could be a fear of rejection a fear of judgment criticism whatever but fears and wants often go hand in hand so it's about reminding yourself of why am I doing this what do I want for this and it's about for a moment looking at yourself instead of mm. other people and that's the the big thing is instead of focus on everyone else focus on yourself if you were doing this alone and there was no one else around would you do it or would you say you've no confidence you know and it's when you ask yourself that you're like the majority of the time you're going to go but sure Jesus it's just me of course I'd, I'd do it whether it's going on a hike starting a fitness group class whatever it may be and it's when you bring more people into it and bring more eyes into it, that's when our confidence starts to get triggered and these self-doubts come up. Mm. So it's about instead of looking at everyone else turning back into you and again, just appreciating yourself. It all comes back to yourself and realizing that you deserve to feel confident in this area. You deserve to feel like you can do this and you're happy and comfortable doing it, you know, mm. and just give that to yourself. Yeah, no, that's amazing some really good points and you kind of it's kind of like a bit of NLP the kind of stuff where you you're kind of and what you did there and I think I've used the I think the um, acronym is S-T-O-P-P stop and it's kind of like if I can remember it rightly I probably will mess it up now but it was kind of like stop is the S and then it's take a breath (laughs) Um, T I think O is observe and what you said there was lovely like when you were shaking on the camera like I did when I you know it's kind of like okay let's pause for a second let's observe what's happening i you know i'm, I'm well able to uh, you know talk um you know this isn't talking to a, a packed conference room this is talking to the phone or kind of thing yeah, um, yeah so it's observing and then it's taking a pause i think was one of the p's and then i think the other one was like practice what works mm-hmm. so it's kind of like 
NLP in a way where you're kind of going back to a point where you know where you were confident in something and nearly sort of triggering that to say um and I kind of did that like I I was very lacking confidence growing up like the only thing that saved me I think growing up was I was just picked up sport really well (laughs) I was good at soccer I was good at rugby I never played before like certain sports like hockey ended up playing for the first like I just picked up sports and then I was very shy and kind of awkward and and that kind of thing. So, but when I got into, I felt free and confident. The one time I did was when I was on the pitch, you know, I was able to express myself, get out any frustration, any anger um, I had bent up or whatever. So that I was confident in when I was in that, um, but maybe not meeting people and, 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 you know, so I think that's saving a way. I obviously made friends through sport and that kind of, uh, you know, helped me on that form. But again, like you, I did, I think it was my dissertation presentation. And these were my people I knew, my peers. I was shaken, nearly physically sick trying to do a presentation. <laughs> so it's never yeah. something I thought. And I think it's the number one fear, isn't it? But um, I love that that kind of um, sort of observing yourself nearly as the third person and saying, look, you, you can do this. You've done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that, thing, that in itself and getting the first one done, those little steps will give you that little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. To, and that's what I did. The first talk I did, you know, I was obviously like, shaking and I was very dry mouthed at the start of the, the the workshop and then it was a full room I think there's I don't know there was 35 odd people in there looking at me but once I kind of got into the flow I knew the staff knew the content I had some nice slides there was a bit of interaction we had a bit of fun and I, I kind of got into it and it was fine but it's that sort of but uh no the I love that fear. <laughs> and you touched on it there and a little bit we're just gonna yeah I said we're, we're gonna keep you all night but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you know kind of self-compassion and self-love and I remember you doing a few posts about that yeah um, I think it's so important um we as you said earlier I think you mentioned it like we're always thinking about others and you know compassion for others and and mm-hmm. you know love for others and so on but we forget to kind of love ourselves and um you know be kind to ourselves like there's times where you speak to yourself you would never speak to somebody else like that so yeah. you know maybe touch on that and why people kind of first of all maybe negative self-talk but also they struggle with self-love or self-compassion yeah um yeah and it is it is so exactly what you said it's so important and so powerful and even for myself like that I like you had said earlier with uh coaching that there there's something about you and that you look you care for people and you're a people person and I'd be the very same I would have always classed myself as very soft and very soft-hearted to the point where I used to say oh for god's sake sometimes you wish you weren't because you feel things extra you know 100 yeah that's me yeah soft-hearted and soft heart but yeah sometimes it can be sometimes it is it is hard you know and it is and it's I used to look at that as something that was a hard or down a, a fall down for me say and I used to dread hearing things or seeing people upset or feeling other people's feelings because I know that I would carry that with me and I used to always see that as my downfall but it's when you turn around and you see that as your your strength and it's something part of you but sorry coming back to self-compassion this is where it came in so I would I would be very compassionate towards others all along and when it came to myself that's when I noticed a big difference yeah. I was like I am this person and my true self when it comes to other people this compassion and caring and supporting and encouragement and when I click when it clicked to me I didn't even realize this but when it clicked to me that I wasn't showing myself that self-compassion that's when it changed for me a lot of the time I think what happens is we don't 
we don't realize how negatively we're talking to ourselves. We don't realize we're not showing ourselves the self-love and compassion because we're listening to ourselves all day, every day. Where it's become a habit now that we don't even question it. We don't think twice. But when you can stop yourself and realize, well, wait a second, this negative talking and this just being very critical and hard on myself, it isn't on. And when you catch it, first of all, it's catching it and becoming aware of it. And once you do that, it is just what I would describe it as is freedom because it's then once you catch it, that's when you can do the work. You can't do the work and you can't change it if you're not aware of it. But as soon as you become aware of it, it's just it is so powerful. But it is that showing that self-compassion and self-love to ourselves. And it's something we don't give ourselves very freely. And for me, the one thing that really changed when I did that is I really got to know myself. And it, but getting to know yourself and becoming best friends with yourself, it's becoming best friends with that inner critic as well. But some people think it's crazy, you know, because when you when you have an inner critic, they're obviously knocking you down. They're they're being so negative. You're talking negatively to yourself. So a lot of time we view that as terrible. We want to avoid it. We don't want anything to do with it. And it works for some people. For me, I had to become best friends with this inner critic critic. I wanted to know why I was talking to myself this way why I was so negative when my true self isn't like that and I wouldn't be like that with other people but it was so easy to be like that with myself so I think when you catch it and you're aware of it and like that show compassion to this inner critic as well that's when it all changes you know and that freedom of of when you realize that because once you realize and become aware that's when you can change it and it's about catching yourself and like everything a habit the more you catch yourself talk negatively towards yourself or not showing you yourself self-love and compassion the more often you catch that and the more you change it like a habit like everything you mm. get better at it and it becomes second nature yeah no that's and catching is the key because then you're like actually and it's I have a funny story about that because i used to i'd be very quick to like my my long-term memory is great my short term not so much <laughs> i used to beat myself up like say for example if i forgot to put the bins out and i'd be like i'll be home in bed 11 o'clock and i'm like like Michael you're so stupid you're such an idiot like what and I, I kept on and it's kind of you keep talking this narrative and then you'll start to kind of believe it. and then I know I'm not stupid but then if you keep telling yourself that and then I, when I started working on myself and, and catching it like you just said um you know I then was like look the bins will be collected in another two weeks it's fine it's not the end of the world um and there's funny one time I got those Invisalign braces a couple of years mm -hmm. ago you know the and you had the aligners so I remember I woke up, had my night guard in, I think, and then I brushed my teeth. It was the morning of one of my talks, and I um, <clears throat> I brushed my teeth. What I didn't do is put the aligner back in, or the, my day aligner, or whatever. So I was driving uh, in towards the, I think it was the plaza. I was doing it again, and I left. I wasn't far I'd gone. I was literally from my, I'm near, you know, Super Value, the Cork Road there. Yes, 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 yeah. Um, and I was heading towards Hegarty's roundabout, you know, where you go to right to Tesco or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I came to me and I realized I, was, I must have put my tongue on my, I haven't got my liner in. And instead of saying, Michael, you're stupid, I started laughing. And I'm like, I forgot my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally just turned around the roundabout. It was two minutes. I get, I always get places super, super early like that. I'm nearly there like two hours before <laughs> the projector set up. And, you know, I'm just sure like, everything's oh, working. <laughs> I need to have it, you know, sorted. And then I can have a cup of tea or whatever. Um, so I just, and I actually told that to the group that morning. And I said, um, there's a really good video 
have you it's a cartoon but it's called alfred and his shadow have you have you ever read have you ever seen it no i don't think you so should, you should i'll send it uh, later okay, on yeah. but you can just type it in just it's a cartoon but it's it's brilliant and it's exactly what you just said it's the inner critic and how it can get it's this sort of little monster that was inside this person and it was like growing because it was like oh you know you're stupid you're this and you know mm-hmm. when it turned it as this as the cartoon is on for a few minutes it turns around and it starts to shrink when he actually starts talking to his inner critic and it's like you know you're part of me but you know yes. I don't want you to give out to me but like, it's really like it's, it's spot on what you just said and Alfred in the shadow if you just type that in okay okay and, yeah uh, it's, and it's a really good clip that you can give to clients and also to to groups and it it sums up self-critic uh, critic in 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 a nutshell um, yeah. but yeah it's 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 that catching and the difference between me maybe a few years before saying oh you're such an idiot you've forgotten your the, the aligners now you're going to be rushing and yeah, that could have affected my whole day it could have affected mm-hmm. my performance the, the split the talk and whereas I just started laughing I, started, I, I forgot me dentures kind of thing. <laughs> so and I carried on and I had a great a great workshop and it was and I used that as an example there and it was yeah. beautiful like you know so it's catching it it's that's, that's it and catching it and how we're viewing it because of course we're not going to view it with open arms and welcoming our hands and we're not going to see this in a critic as our best friend straight away because the things that we're telling ourselves are are horrible in a way you know you wouldn't say it to anyone but it's when you catch it and you show compassion to your inner critic first that's when your inner critic will start to show compassion to you over time I think you know no, I really enjoying this conversation, Steph. So we, we're coming to on the keep as said we could do another two or three, which we probably will at some stage, I'm sure. When you start your podcast, I, I'll come on as a guest. Oh, I'd actually that's one thing that I, I have down on my vision board I would love to do, but yeah, coaching with Steph podcast. I'm, I'm all over it. <laughs> First uh, guest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Um yeah, actually just I'll I'll mention it. Um now actually because before we go into the final three i do a little final three but i just wanted to mention your how i love your profile picture and there's a reason why i, I love your profile picture <laughs> it's you see a lot of you know sort of businessy or just like a picture of them or whatever but your your picture is i can just i wish i was there as in <laughs> you're smiling you're having you know it's laughter and it's you know and I know I think I didn't mention it at the beginning but like dreams vision goals and but I think you posted on that picture something about you know that's pure it just it felt like pure joy and it was yeah. it was a lovely capture of a moment and it I think it just sums up your page really well I just wanted to throw that in oh thank you I actually did I took that photo after I had gotten news within within my coaching that something just big had happened like that, that yeah. I just was, I wanted. And it's when it happened, that pure, genuine yeah. joy. And I think it, I'm a very smiley person. And I think you probably you've see got a, that. You've got a lovely smile. You've got a lovely smile. <laughs> so it's but, that, thank you. It's that, that showing your own personality through this, you know. And so, I could, thank I could, you. <laughs> I, could, I could feel the laughter kind of. I could feel like it was a genuine, like you were just made up and it was, it's lovely. It's lovely. Just, Thank you so much. Um, so we're going to do a little final three. Um, not too scary. Um, and then <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you off and kind of, um, uh, and uh, get on with the rest of the evening, but it's been really, really nice. So we're going to follow it. So the first, first of the final three we're going to go for is, is there anything that particularly scares Stephanie Doherty? Oh, Doherty. Doherty. <laughs> 
Doherty. I'm anything that scares me. That's a good question. Life or could be an animal. <laughs> oh well, I definitely definitely have fears. <laughs> um, I suppose any fears or anything scary. Um, something. Well, I, I would have fears like that. You know, you put a spider. If I see a spider, I'm gone. You won't see me for the rest of the day. But what scares me? Um, it would be if I didn't follow through on something I said I want to do. So one of the quotes that I definitely live by is when it's all said and done, what would you have said and what would you have actually done? And that, when I first read that, I just, I was just, it just stopped me. And it's, it's something that I don't know. I don't, I'm not scared of it because I know I won't let that happen, but it's that constant thing that's there reminding me, mm. okay, don't just say you're going to do something if you want it, make it happen and do it. And I, I would be like that. In, in life, I would have done things like I've lived abroad on my own so many times. I've traveled. I've quit a job to go travel because I knew that's what I wanted to do. I left the teaching. When people, some people found that just bizarre. How could you leave a full-time secure job, paid summer holidays, this, that, and the other? But when you know something yourself yeah. and you have to trust yourself and trust that gut. So something that would scare me is not falling through on the things I want to do. But I know deep down, I would just wouldn't. I don't have the personality to allow that to happen. I will follow through with it. But it is that that would be one thing. Yeah. No, we're very similar. Exactly the same answer I had. And it's not it's not it's the fear of, as you said, not fulfilling what your passion, your potential. Mm-hmm. And um, I know if you've read the book, The Five Regrets of the Dying. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. Like and mm-hmm. talking about when you I think Edith Edgar talked about as well. You're kind of getting and Jerry mentioned it and it blew my mind when he said it was kind of people and it and and i think he was quoting from that um the the five regrets he actually recommended them out to me and i read it and i was like wow and he was like you know when you get it's, it's the fear when you're getting to the end of your life and then realizing you've never lived at all and i find that was so powerful and i'm like wow and i think someone else either a podcast or I, I heard it or maybe pat said it but it's like he said to die empty not die full mm-hmm. you, know what I mean? We're, you know we all know one day I'm you know it's gonna we aren't gonna be here so it's like not to die full of your dreams and your your aspirations and I wish I had done that or I wish I had done that but it's die empty you know as in I couldn't have done any more I I live my passion and it's funny you say that because when I about leaving and teaching and people going what are you doing Um, (laughs) I had the same I had good salary job I was kind of a manager there in Europe and blah 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 and people were like kind of oh I don't know I don't know about this you know the naysayers you know you've got a secure got a pension here blah 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 and um but yeah. you know and it's not not that that didn't cross my mind um but I was like no this the passion was the, my dream was bigger than than that do you know than what that. I mean and yeah absolutely it's about there will always be naysayers but if you're listening to them you're listening to their idea of yeah. your goal and your passion yeah. and it's of course like that we'll have these with these doubts but it's a thing you day trust in your gut you know yeah. and if you listen to the naysayers you're going off what they would do yeah. whereas compared to what you know that you can do yeah and that man in the arena speech you know the Brené Brown I think I mentioned recently you know it's kind of like the people in the in the nosebleed section you know giving their opinion but they wouldn't actually do themselves so it's uh you know and it's trusting yourself and trusting your you know your that gut you know your heart what's your heart telling you and Jerry says that a lot you know just what what would love to you know what would your heart say to you know Uh, that's brilliant number one so number two is who has inspired you Stephanie 
Uh, do you have an inspiration? Uh, do you have a mentor? Would you have somebody, it could be family or someone in coaching that has inspired you to do what you're doing? Oh, <laughs> good question. That is another good question. <laughs> oh, um, oh, God, that's in like and, maybe a book you read any sort of in people that you're thinking wow these, these these are inspirational kind of peeps um so usually i guess when people ask this question straight away they think of like that famous people well-known people um someone in your life maybe that you have looked up to over the years or maybe someone kind of guided yeah you. um it would be a definitely so my my support system are they're like my rock so my me and my family we're so 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 close and Same. from the very beginning they're just from everything from even that time when I finished teaching in college and knew it wasn't for me the support from them is just incredible and still to this day the support and from my brother my brother is my number one biggest support when it comes to coaching and it's in different ways it's you you take inspiration from that and from my best friends that 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 inspiration is them you know helping and supporting me as well so that that's an inspiration for me knowing okay well I get so much from others supporting and helping me as well and that's an inspiration that I know this is what I want to do but it's also from I definitely have people in my life that have achieved things like that that they that they set out to achieve and these are things that they've just known from the get-go that this is what I want to do and did it but it's it's people I guess that have that that feeling that they want more for themselves and that they're asking themselves of more and they're pursuing it it doesn't have to be this big massive grand thing where you quit your job move across the world no it could be this thing of I'm in a career that I don't like but where I'd like to be in five years is over here in this job happy out with whatever it is and they do it you know it, it doesn't for me inspiration comes from people Obviously, there are big, well-known names and people I follow and look up to. And like that, like you said, Jerry Hussey is huge. Pat Divity is huge. There's so many. And even like that, yourself combining the person training with the life coaching. I know another girl, she's in Clarny, Rebecca O'Rourke, and her growing this huge you know, business as well from herself. And it's about this following what it is you want to do and following your path. But I, I pull inspiration mostly from those around me that I see going after what they want because these are people that are around you all the time in your life and your support system and the people you surround yourself with mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna like they say you're you're the what is it the average of the people five people you surround yourself with or something like that so I make sure to have in my group these are people that are going to continuously inspire me on a daily basis it's the same with my Instagram page I don't I follow people that I find inspiring that I find I, I learn from you know so I don't know if I can name one person but it would definitely be I know we have authors and we have big top names but for me it's the smaller okay. inner circle of people around me that would be my answer as well Very yeah true. you probably have to chop out half of that because I just <laughs> I rumble oh, that. no no that's brilliant and that's something probably I hadn't written down but that's a that's a great point about your inner circle and I found my circle has got smaller as I've, I've got older you know, because yeah. when you're younger, you want to be part of a group. You're in a, you want to be part of a tribe. You want to keep the head below the, you know, you, you don't want to stand out. And then you actually realize sometimes these are nourishing, these relationships. There's, <clears throat> there's a lot of things you're giving out to people as nothing's coming back the other way. And I found that. And But now I have uh, probably four or five people in, and literally you could call 
tonight and they would get on a plane or they'd be ringing you or they'd be like there for you and they're bigging you up and they <clears throat> they want you to do well they it's not about yeah. oh what don't know you know but they're also to tell you if there's something okay maybe you need to you know do this or you know make give constructive kind of um to you but like they have your back and and i think that's that's solid because once you have a good inner circle you know uh, amazing things can happen so no yeah. i really love that answer steph well done <laughs> last one um have you read have you listened to uh have you is there something you've either could have read in a book or heard a podcast or a ted oh. talk that has literally just stopped you in your tracks and saying oh my god what is just happened if you've read a book and you're like this is gold anything like that popped up um well definitely that quote i said about the when it's all said and done what will you actually have said and what will you actually have done yeah um apart from that i read a lot i lot a lot <laughs> so there have been a lot of books um like that that have stuck me a lot of podcasts have stuck with me um with that I think that's one quote that to this day and like that we come across a lot of quotes you know and especially as coaches we love our quotes I've got a quote that you put up to finish with but I'll get on to that now oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my quotes quotes <laughs> um but that would definitely be one when it's all said and done what would you have said and what would you have actually done and it's also I don't know the quote off the top of my head, but it's about, okay, I'll have to come back to you with the quote, but it's about bringing that fun and laughter and joy into your life on a daily basis. I, it's a quote I came across. I'll paraphrase it because I don't have it off, but it's about, it's not all supposed to be work. It's not all supposed to be struggle, that we're allowed to have that fun in our lives and bringing that into us. So these are two things that there are, there are a lot of fantastic books I've read and podcasts I've listened to, but these are quotes that they're short, sweet, to the point, and they can absolutely change the game for you when you really sit with them. And that's the thing, I sit with them, because, um, you know, as I said, it, you can throw out quotes nearly willy-nilly, but, like, I only put up ones that I really connect with, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, wow, like, I think people have benefited from, read, from reading this, and um, followed by one you put up. Oh, um, <laughs> And I thought it was a lovely quote to end with. Um, and I think it sums it up. And I'm going to rob it for my quote of the week next week, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, uh, and it goes like this. Um, Don't spend your entire life building a ship without ever tasting the salt of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That just blew my mind when I read that. So I, I literally put it in, in commas and said, end quote of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just say that again for people who didn't quite hear the first time. Don't spend your entire life building a ship without ever tasting the salt of the ocean. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. So you might build the ship, but it never gets to see sea. It never gets to be used for what it's supposed to be used for. Yeah. I find that's really powerful. Yeah. And it's one thing that I've spoken about on another post is that that motion. We put so much thought and emphasis and we overthink all this motion and the how to's and how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it and instead of taking actual action you know of doing it and the same thing of putting all this effort into building a boat but never taking that boat out boat out you know it's mm. it's that's the big part and that's where the adventure starts it's not the way the building it is obviously part of it but it's when you allow yourself to go on that adventure let's sail let's mm-hmm. sail. drive let's the car <laughs> get in off you go <laughs> jump on put the life jacket on let's go um no beautiful way to end it and thanks very much uh steph for coming on thank you so much um really really enjoyed that really powerful one i think the listeners are really going to get a lot from that and um just as i said um i think 
just seeing your development, I suppose, uh, you know, on Instagram from that very first post when you, I remember we were chatting early on and you were yeah. kind of like, you know, and it was like, you know, I, I was just, I, I just automatically connected with you because it's something I'd gone through only slightly maybe before you and it was kind of like you know following your journey but it's it's amazing to see your progression and you know the stuff you put out on the content and you just you have the same sort of ethos as myself and you wanted to just you know your your sort of purpose in life is to help others and help others reach their potential which I think is we need more people we need more Stephanie Dottie's uh, <laughs> in, in this world like you know so I just want to thank you I said thank you, know, you just, so so much that's so sweet and I remember that I remember it wasn't long after I had started up my coaching page. And I remember we came across each other and started following each other. And like that, we were chatting early on. And I just remember going, even from this, I don't think people realize how powerful words can be. And I remember from just chatting with you, I was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Is that reassurance as well that you're connecting with these like-minded people? Yeah. And you had said that early on, and you had said that before as well, that you can see the passion through it and it's that when other people can see that passion in you you just know that okay yeah. you know and it's lovely yeah, yeah. so that was yeah. what was that a year ago two years ago and a year yeah. ago at this stage yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally get to have a chat finally <laughs> um, but no i said that's definitely what you were you were you were born to do so um really you know wish you all the success and i'm sure it's gonna carry on Thank uh, you only, so, so uh, upwards and upwards and um yeah i will be Delighted to come on your podcast when you start it <laughs> on your next, uh, whenever it is. I'm going to have to get the ball rolling on that now. I can't do this podcast, say that's a goal and not take the same. Accountability partner now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you so, so much. I really, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed no that. At all. And um, yeah, um, I'm sure we'll, if you're down in the kingdom, you'll be coming home at some stage. We'll, we'll uh, yes. maybe bump into each other in real life, grab a coffee and uh, carry on the conversation. But I uh, really appreciate it, Steph. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas and all that jazz. So next week, Christmas crept up on us. I know. It is absolutely, I don't know where this year has this gone. Year is just, it's, and I'm normally kind of Mr. Christmas, but it's taking me a bit of time. But uh, we'll get there. But uh, have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will uh, see you in the new year, hopefully. All going yes, well. yes, hopefully, Clarny, all going well. I'll be yeah, down. No, supposed to be, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but yeah, brilliant. Thanks again for coming on. And no problem. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And that is a wrap, guys, with Stephanie Totti. Um, amazing conversation. Um, and that went on for like an hour and 20 minutes. I didn't <laughs> didn't feel like that. So uh, probably ran on a little bit, but um, yeah, hard to stop there when as, uh, the conversation was flowing. Um, loads of good nuggets and takeaways there, I'm sure. So, um, and that's a wrap for 2021, guys. Um, thanks a million for supporting the podcast. And if you like this one, which I'm sure you did, uh, head over to Apple Podcast to give it a rating. Um, tag it on your story. Tag... Uh, tag myself and also tag uh, uh, Steph and her handle forgot to ask her at the end there uh, her handle on Instagram is coaching with Steph um, loads of good content there um, inspiring stuff so get on over to her give her a follow and um, yeah definitely uh, need to be following more people like that um, you know uh, uh, as we go forward so um, yeah really enjoyed that and looking forward to 2022 already got some guests lined up and some powerful um conversations coming so let's keep it rolling that's 44 down and uh long may it continue so thank you for supporting lean into life 
thank you to Sporting myself and uh, all our amazing guests we've had so far. So happy Christmas, guys. It's Christmas Eve now um, and just getting this up soon, hopefully. So Merry Christmas and best wishes for 2022 and beyond. And um, yeah, take care and hope you have a very uh, enjoyable and loving Christmas. Mind yourselves, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.